Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. BBK, how's everybody doing out there? We are going to make everybody feel really good this week. Oh, God. We're gonna. This is just a really feel good. Are, are we going to be like ecstasy? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> we'll be. Uh, we got that crunchy herbal rave shit. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. We're gonna. We're gonna. Be, we're gonna be like the day after you've taken ecstasy. <laughs> is that a good day? When you when you no. have no your your brain I, I, has I, no I, more feel good chemicals at all. My understanding is that that's not a uh, all the yeah all the feel good chemicals are gone, and now all you have is the feel bad chemicals, and you're like oh. Yeah, the, this kind of sucks. <laughs> the rules of attraction. So, so that's the movie. Am I correct? Yep, we're doing awesome. rules of attraction. So, this is a late '90s. Well, when did this come out again? Two thousand two. Okay. So, but two, you're right about the time period: ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Like that's this. This movie has that like time period all over it, and it's definitely one where if you haven't seen it and you go to watch it, you should just be prepared that like, it's going to make you feel some things and it, and it makes you feel bad (laughs) (laughs) mostly. And that's why I like it. And, and some of it is super heavy handed. Like I, so this is one of my favorite movies. I tell the guys, you know, all the time that, uh, I love this movie and, uh, I'm not sure if Brad had seen it. Had you seen it before previously, Brad? This is one that's super weird because I really wanted to see it. I just never sat down and watched it. Uh, there's been plenty of movies that I've said that about. But this one in particular, just because Brett Easton Ellis, I dig, and right. uh, American Psycho, I, I was a big fan of. And it's just like, when you get something like this, I, I wanted to see it. I don't think it was like the fact that it was Dawson um, being the star that that it pushed me away, but I just never sat down and watched it. And, and now watching it, there's just things I would have been going crazy for. I would have been telling everybody to watch this movie, and yep. all my friends would have hated me for like trying to show it to them. They'd be like, "This movie's fucked up," and I'd be like, "I know, but I love it." And look at all the cool edits and stuff. I, I would have been going nuts. So that's literally what happened to me. I was like, "You guys gotta watch this movie." Oh my gosh, I loved it so much, and 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 people were like, "Holy shit, that was a downer and kind of dog shit." Like a lot of people don't like this movie. At the end, he gets very heavy handed, and uh, there's some wild shit that happens, but. Uh, I'm, ass- know, I'm assuming for you, this is my very bad things because very bad things was the movie where I saw it the first time and like I was blown away. Yes. I was like, you got to see it. I was trying to show it to everyone. They're just like, Brad, why do you like this fucked up shit? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's great. Well, that's kind of my <laughs> thing. My wife's, my wife's whole thing is like every time she's like, well, all right, what movie are we going to watch? And she's, she's just like bracing herself. And I'm like, oh, we're going to watch this. You know, it's really good. And we're going to watch Children of Men. It's a feel good classic. You know what I mean? And she's just like, at the end of it, she's like, why do I watch these movies with you? Like now I feel like shit. Now I got to watch Friends for two hours. Hours before I go to bed because yeah, I feel cleanse, shitty. Cleanse you, do, the you definitely have. Cle- I mean, they're definitely palate cleansing, like mental palate cleansers. <laughs> you, have you have to, to watch over certain movie after certain. That's movies, true. That is true. What are what's your what are your palate cleansers? I don't even think I know. Um, I would say like Letterkenny. Um, we're watching the show Taskmasters right now, which is on BBC. It's uh, it's kind of like a comedians doing 
weird tasks and they compete against each other and it's just fucking funny and it's just so easy to watch it's always funny and and that's by right now that's our our palate cleanser for do sure. you have one zach or do you because you don't want i to just go ones. straight to bed after this kind of <laughs> yeah. just like just what i'm here right, this is what i'm here for sleep like a fucking baby he, he taps his he taps his arm right where the it goes went straight into his veins He's I, like, I it's it's this. between my toes though i just take my sock <laughs> off and tap that vein between my toes <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I'm uh, I got to go to the office or uh, or the uh, league just to get some yeah. shit out of my head. And even then, on this one, it, it wasn't enough. So, so mm-hmm. wait, Brad. So you're telling me you you loved this? Like you were like this? You're all in on this? And you, I, I appreciate it. I, I I was I was. It was weird. It was like a nostalgia reminiscent like yeah. like type thing for me. It was like I know I would have loved this as a kid. I can see flaws in it now, and I think. I mean, obviously, it's just. It's about terrible people doing terrible things pretty much the entire movie. But, but this is peak college I, Brad, right? Like uh, you have to be able to connect with that part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our, my, my college days were fun. Uh, I lived it up. In fact, uh, a little bit later, we're going to be talking to uh, one of my, my partners in crime uh, from my college days. And, and we had a lot of fun. And, and I don't think it was to this level. but right. I hope, God, I hope not. But <laughs> it wasn't. But I was there I, for some of it. I did, well, that part was not to this n- level. No, it did not get this deep. But it was, it was a lot of fun. So a lot of what I get when I watch it, we just finished uh, Zendaya's series Euphoria on HBO. And that series gets a lot of criticism for people saying that they're romanticizing, like doing drugs and, you know, having sex in high school and all this stuff. And uh, this movie plays right along with that. If you guys have seen that series, I know I know you guys have it, but the, the listeners, if you guys have watched that series, like it has a very similar feel of walking that line of showing consequences for doing stuff that you're not supposed to do. But at the same time, like the people are beautiful and they seem to be having fun mostly. But the cool thing about this movie is that it takes that away because you get the inner monologue from Sean the whole time where he's just kind of like not happy. He's not, he's like, you know, people would probably think he was like living the dream, but he's not happy at all. You know what I mean? Well, so, so, and I've, I've seen this movie twice in the last two years, <laughs> which is shocking to me because I think I told you like, yeah. I love this movie and you were like, Oh, I got to check that out. And then you watched it and you're like, I didn't like that at all. So, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I have, uh, the, so the weird thing for me about this movie is if you look at the lineup and you know, it's, it's like right in my wheelhouse. Like it's like the nineties, like kids got together to all do like an all-star cast movie, right? So it's like Saved by the Bell, the college years. You got yeah, you got yeah. Vanderbeek, you got Jessica Biel, you've got Kate Bosworth, you got uh, Jay Baruchel, you've got T- Thomas Ian Nicholas, right from from uh, American Pies. So you've got like this huge lineup. Fred Savage, uh, Fred too. Savage. <laughs> Fred well, Savage. The Wonder Years was was for most of my life my favorite. What I would have said was my favorite show. Yep. So like, and I remember when it came out, and I was like, okay, like this has got to be. You know, I saw the cast. I've got to see this. But somehow I stopped short because I think I read the description and I heard somebody say this is dark. It's not what you think it is. And so I just was like, okay, maybe I don't want that. And I kind of would return to it every couple of years and be like, I don't think I want that. So finally Zach tells me to watch it. I watch it. And I will say my first reaction that time was really fairly negative in the sense that it definitely did two things. It made me feel terrible. <laughs> yes. And I found it very hard to understand by the end, even like maybe even more at the end. Like I thought it was going to do one thing. And then the end I was like, I don't know what this is. Weirdly though, on the second watch, I think I liked it more okay. so that I still have like a lot of the same base complaints, but it definitely 
I definitely understand more. There are two things. I definitely followed and appreciated more of the like video, the, 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 the film elements, right? So the editing, the music, the editing, the playing with time, yep. the sort of weird reverse, you know, they do, they, they play a lot of scenes in reverse, which I liked a lot more this time and sort of focused on. Um, and second, I really have to work super hard when I confront a movie that makes me feel really bad to decide whether or not it was doing what it was supposed to be doing. And whether or not, like, I think that it, like, I want to congratulate it for that, even if I might never watch it again. Yeah. And I think, so like, for example, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so ultimately I, I, I owned it for okay. a long time. So, so I really hated that movie when I first watched it because it's, I was like, I don't like any of these people. I hate the fact that it's making me feel bad. And over time I realized like, whoa, this movie actually was really good, but it was doing the thing that it was supposed to be doing. This movie, I think on the second watch, I was like, okay, it's at least doing some of what it's supposed to be doing, right? Like it's really not letting you off the hook on a ton of different, not just the big themes, but a lot of the little themes, like without getting too, I mean, God, I know that you think we hold nothing back on this podcast, but like, there were some of the scenes where like they play it like after sex or after someone goes to the bathroom, like they take you all the way through like the yep. cleanup and like, <laughs> in like little subtle ways. And I was like, Oh, like, okay, this is like, it's really not letting you like talk about not romanticizing. Something. Dawson wipes his ass. He looks at the toilet paper, throws it in the thing, decides to flush. And then he needs to wipe some more. He <laughs> continues to sit there and wipe some more. <laughs> then looks at the toilet paper, decides that it's okay. Then sits there for another like four seconds before he, stands up and puts his pants on yeah so the in that that was the scene one of the scenes in particular I was yeah. where i was like they're really like making you just sit here with them while he takes a shit i mean and I like and like not not and so the, anyway i just thought like the suicide scene is excruciatingly long um the way that the way the camera starts to tilt and the and the music is fucking wild to me and so heavy-handed but i still like it like there's a lot of stuff like when the teardrop of the snow comes down and hits his eye and that's like the only way he could cry you know it's it's super heavy-handed and ridiculous but i think it's done that way on purpose because you're not sure if it's reality it's like well i i don't know the inner workings of the kind of semi beef between Roger Avery and uh, and Quentin Tarantino. So I mean, Roger Avery was Quentin Tarantino's writing partner, and so he gets credit for. So Pulp he wrote Fiction Pulp Fiction and and Reservoir Dogs, and so he he kind of gets that credit. And it's like, at this point, is he just full on like I want to try to like kind of out Tarantino, Tarantino, or like or, or what his situation? I, I don't. I'm not saying that this is like a Tarantino ish movie, but it definitely has goes to extremes in, in, in certain situations where you're surprised by it. It tries to be clever in its editing, its music and things like that. And, uh, I don't know if it, 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 I don't think it gets to the Tarantino level, but at the same time, it seems like he's just like doing a movie where it's like, I want to make this like interesting and people are going to look at me as like an auteur and like really like I'm a special director. And I don't think he actually got to that level. With no, this. no, not with this for sure. And not with really anything else that he's done. I mean, Roger Avery, uh, you know, the, the famous stuff with, uh, with him, he gets an uncredited, some uncredited writing on true romance and reservoir dogs. And, uh, I don't know, kind of weird shit, Pulp Fiction. Um, but then he's, he wrote the screenplay for this and, uh, you know, it's based on, uh, Brady Snellis, uh, who did American Psycho, right? So this is connected, right? This is, so this, this is, uh, Sean Bateman, who is Patrick Bateman's little brother. And 
you don't know really anything about Sean throughout the movie because he says just wild shit the entire time. Nothing that he says is true to anybody, really. Right. Um, I mean, in the beginning... Except he rock and roll. Yeah. In the beginning, he's not even <laughs> telling people his name. You know what I mean? And, and at one point, he's like, uh, he answers the phone and he's like, uh, he's like, Patrick? You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, like yeah. almost like... That's his hero. Like, I, I, I need to... That's my, my boy. Like I, I got almost like he was scared of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess you could interpret it different ways. But, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, he's obviously on some sort of, like, who knows what these guys went through when they were kids, right? Like, they're, they're on some, like, strange trajectories to, like, violence and weird shit. Oh, yeah. Now, the interesting thing is Brett Easton Ellis, like, liked this portrayal of the novel compared to American Psycho. Like actually like this one a lot better and thought it was more faithful to the book. So it's interesting. That's um, that's kind of neat that that this one actually is more true to but American Psycho is probably considered the better movie and that people like. Yeah, no question. It's definitely the, the better movie. I think they they tried to do too much in this movie. I think they they dial a couple of things back at the end and it's uh it's more impactful because I feel like they tried to go too far with it. Well, I mean one of the things that that and even on the second watch, like really bothered me on that point is they, 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 it's not even just that you're not sure what's real and what's not. You can't even keep track of which things may or may not be real. So that, so my problem was like, I, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm a little bit okay with them being like, you know, do you trust the narrator or do you trust one perspective over another? You get, you know, you get like a split screen at one point where, you know, you see the two guys like, you know, make out and then, but in the other side, the guy's just like sitting there rubbing himself. Right. But, but, and, and you're like, I'm, uh, wait a minute. And it makes you sit in that him jerking it on the couch with the pillow. Like it does not like a quick cut. No, it's no, like, like, it, it's, <laughs> it's like a but, slow but, pan. But, but like, that's one of probably five or six or seven or 10 different things where I'm like, wait a minute, did that happen or didn't that happen? And they don't, it matters right to like what you not even, you know, not even to let you off the hook for some better feeling. It's just like to try to figure, sort out how it's trying to make you feel. You've got to figure out which things you want to then engage as being real or not real. And I, and for me, that was the overcomplicated part is like, I wanted you to pick which thing you're going to really press on as the like potential, you know, fantasy. And then let me have to grapple with that without, it being, maybe I'm just a fucking lazy viewer. I mean, is that what it is? <laughs> well, what's interesting to me is I thought that the, the way it was building, I always thought it was building towards some type of violent climax. Like as far as Definitely like some part of a love triangle, like losing their mind and doing some crazy so shit. Like it just seemed like we murdered were murdered or accidentally murdered. Yeah. I thought it was going that direction in, in some way, but it, it never did. But, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's an experience. I mean, I, I think there's some movies that you can you can talk about that are just it's an experience where like you're gonna go through it and you're like, damn, that was interesting. And it's like, I mean, you might have feelings both positive and negative about it, but I kind of felt like it was an experience. Like I I enjoyed the experience in the sense that it like made me think about movie making. It made me think about um, kind of the the fucked up society. It made me think about like these these some of the really rich kids at school that I went with and I was like oh man is that is this what they were up to which is actually funny because I they I mean obviously cocaine's a kind of the drug of choice and it's a hell of a kids. drug and yeah it's a hell of a drug and I that, that was not my experience in college I, I, I mean maybe some folks and, and this might be interesting when we talk to our guest if, if there were a lot more people doing cocaine that I did not know about but I didn't see that until I went to uh, down to a little place called Cal Poly that's where I was hanging out with some folks and saw 
a lot of cocaine use. I was like, okay. Everybody at the party at some point has to go poop. Like the only time it's acceptable (laughs) to poop at a party is you're like, oh, I just, I got to go do a number two. So you can explain why you've been in the bathroom for 20 minutes. (laughs) And I mean, this one apartment we went to, these guys had like mirrored tables and shit. I was like, okay, yeah, this is how they roll. I will say it was, it is going to be one of my regular Christmas movie rotation now. Though, so no, I mean, it's a Christmas movie. We can't argue that. I'm telling you, there's one point early where in the, in the background, you hear the Carol of the bells is the, like a really dark version of that is playing. And I was like, first of all, that's the scariest Christmas song and it's terrible. My kids torture me with it. And second, okay. So that's where we're, this is, this is like the new darkest Christmas movie anyone's ever heard of. So it's now. I mean, it's pretty dark. It kicks you in the teeth right from the very beginning when uh, Shannon Sossaman, who, who, if we can talk about her for a minute, um, so beautiful, so great in uh, A Knight's Tale, I feel like. And she did this uh, pretty soon after that. And then she has a ton of credits, but I just don't remember her in anything. She's got a very, like, uh, Denise Huxtable look to her. And... Uh, I think she's sort of super stupid. good. I think she's great, uh, especially in this. Yeah, and I actually loved. I, I loved Evil Dawson. Like yes. I, I really like <laughs> James Vanderbeek being evil. I was like, okay, I'm in on that. But I mean, can we just? It's a movie that has suicide. Yep. Rape. Yeah. Overdose. Another rape attempt. But like insane, Overdose. insane, like, humiliating rape where she like gets puked on. It's by terrible, her, and it's like oh, it, oh, it's, oh, like no, it's so it's bad, so terrible. I mean. It's all terrible. It's it's terrible. So like I'm just, it's a movie that it, you got to be ready for it if you're going to uh, if you're if if, if you're going to watch this movie, I want to warn you, right? If you haven't yeah. seen this, trigger you're warning. This. It's trigger, intense. Yeah. Trigger like multiple multiple trigger warning. It is intense. There's a lot of rough stuff and not just the emotional stuff, but like it's a lot of difficult viewing. So warn you've been warned, and maybe I'll warn you again later. Yeah. So it's 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 brutal, guys. So just watch out. Anyways, so on a happier note. The next thing we usually do here at Bev's Video Kingdom is we move on to our drinking with the director segment. Now, usually we are drinking with the director, you know, sometimes, uh, or sometimes we're drinking with uh, the editor or, you know, the policeman or the prisoner or whatever it is. And uh, today we are drinking with Brad's college uh, buddy, college buddy, which goes right along. And we're talking about like, the same time period you guys were yeah. 2002 you and guys kind of you guys were out similar party. college 97 98 99 like yeah right in, yeah right in i mean area. we're right we're right in the same uh wheelhouse for this so anyways before i kick it to brad to introduce his college buddy i am today drinking my bvk ipa me and brad are gonna ch- chink our glasses and uh last call brewing oakdale california Oh, yeah. BBK IPA is sold out, folks. But we have heard from some of our, our friends at Last Call that, you know what? It might show up some, some day in the future. The people, the people have been asked. The people have spoken. They've said that the BBK IPA is, is a pretty damn delicious, so, hazy so IPA. nice job, listeners, going out. And- <laughs> yes. We, we got to give <laughs> all of beer. you props for those that, you, that, that went over there and, and grabbed a, a case or so or a few four-packs and, and those that were, were drinking it at Food Fix or up at the uh, Murphy's Poor House, the different, or, or, sorry, the water. Hole. A lot of folks enjoy this beer, and and hopefully we'll have a, 
a second batch at some point. We shall see. What's funny is that uh, I always was like, we're going to get famous because of the podcast, but little did we know it was because of our beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the way it goes. So, uh, yeah, they had a, a great celebration. Four new beers. Go check them out. Um, and and we will obviously keep you updated uh, the next time the BBVK IPA might be available to drink. Now, usually I would ask Nate what he's drinking right now, but he's drinking some sort of diet uh, soda concoction. I don't even have any grenadine. It's just a straight <laughs> Pepsi out of a bottle, and I'm kind of down about it. Yeah, he does. He's got he's got his he, – he looks a little sad right now. Well, I don't know. How do we not bring a bottle of grenadine with us? That's a great point. I don't know. I don't or a bottle of whiskey or something. Like We really Jeez. screwed that up for yeah, you. Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. All we brought was maybe a shit could, ton of BBK. Maybe you could, yeah, maybe you could drink beer with us. I could. You can't do that. Maybe we'll eventually after this uh, this podcast goes for a while you'll 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 get into beer. I, I like I like a beer. I just I don't like it at one in the afternoon. Uh, it is one forty. Yeah. You guys, well, good luck. Good luck. Guys. All right, Brad. I'm going to kick it to you, brother. <laughs> I'm going to kick it to you, and you can introduce your college buddy for our fun rip roaring college movie. Uh, speaking of day drinking, like I know I did a lot of day drinking with this, uh, <laughs> this person right here, Amanda Wheeler is our guest today. Uh, we spent two years at Pacific together, um, at university Pacific in Stockton. And, uh, we were in the same dorm. We were actually like on opposite wings. I was in like the, uh, the, the West side of the building and she was over on the East side. And, uh, I'm not exactly sure how we all kind of connected, but there was a, a core group of folks that came together in this dorm that it, it kind of like, so we had like a social scene with like fraternities and stuff on our campus, but we had kind of a mix of people that came from different fraternities that came from uh, uh, people who weren't in fraternities and just people who like to have a good time and, and really kind of enjoy life uh, and our freedom away from parents and high school and all that stuff. And, and Amanda was kind of the, uh, I would say the linchpin of that. She was the, the one that was like the right ringleader. in the, the ringleader in the middle of the action. So Amanda, go ahead and introduce yourself and also, uh, uh let us know what you are, are sipping on right now. Maybe I was like the bad influence. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's I, true. I lasted two years at college and then my liver had had enough and I dropped it. <laughs> um, that's true. Um, I am Amanda. I'm. It's been a very long time since I've seen my friend Brad. Um, we had a lot of good times at UOP. Too much fun, I would say. Um, my grades suffered, and my dad was like, I'm not sending you back for junior <laughs> year. I was like, that's cool. I was on academic probation anyway. <laughs> um, and really, like, <laughs> I mean, right now I'm drinking a glass of vino. Oh, wow. Wino by trade. Um, and <laughs> I'm a wino by trade. <laughs> it's my day job. Um, it's actually this really gross bottle. I don't know if I should say the brand because I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't, don't want to get them any publicity. Yeah, I don't want to give them publicity, and I also don't. You know, like even bad wanna... press is good press. Tell us what the shitty wine is. <laughs> it's barefoot. Oh, oh, well, good old barefoot. This is like Seven Eleven. Like, like cool. it's it's. Pretty gnarly. I'm pretty sure know, they put that together right here in Modesto. I think that's a yeah, a Gallo is, yep. is a Gallo. Probably. I'm pretty positive that I work like two doors down from where they make that shitty wine. <laughs> All right, well, tell them not to break my kneecap. <laughs> They've got I'm, I'm they, they roll around in, in piles of money, so they're 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 doing just fine. Yeah. Well, cheers. Thanks for having me today, guys. Thanks for coming I'm, on. Cheers. 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 For this sausage fest. So <laughs> that's what we got going on. 
That was the other name we were going to, we thought about that as a name for the podcast. And we were like, do we go with that? I mean, that's pretty much what, eh, yeah. I decided instead to try to steal. Instead of making a beer, we could have made a sausage. <laughs> well, the, the best thing is we're, we're called Bev's Video Kingdom. And, and there's been numerous people who are like, wait, wait well, then who's Bev? Like, you guys don't have a girl on the pod? We're like, no, it's just the name of the video store that was in our hometown. So. I love that. All right. Elsie's magic video. Oh, that was okay. <laughs> there that's you where you go. See, there's tapes. always Beautiful. some good names. Very, oh, it's very similarly whimsical, which I like. Yeah. Well, Amanda, we appreciate having you on. So we watched uh, the Rules of Attraction today, and you said that you watched it this morning. And I just want to get your quick thoughts and your take on the movie. And but also before I say that, we gave you some options, and you were like, "Yeah, put me on Rules of Attraction." Yeah. So this I was mean, this was a movie that you kind of selected into. So this wasn't just like yeah, we didn't force you for this on you. I want to hear. I want to hear what drew you. I in. volunteered to tribute. You know, um, <laughs> someone had to. I, <laughs> I've actually seen this movie. I saw this movie a couple like when it first came out because you know everyone wanted to see Dark Dawson, um, and I probably watched it a couple times after that, but I hadn't seen it in years. And I woke up this morning and I was like, oh shit, I need to, I need to, you know reacquaint myself so you were procrastinating yeah yeah i'm a creative that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> um so 5 45 in the morning i roll over and turn it on and it was it was intense for um first thing um <laughs> i i first of all first thing i have to say the soundtrack amazing Agreed. like this soundtrack kicks ass um the movie I also read the book, by the way, because I'm an intellectual. Um, <laughs> and the, this does a very good job following the book because it's kind of that like sort of stream of consciousness. It's written that way. So I think it does a really good job. Um, I enjoy this movie, but it's a hard watch and I feel like I need rehab after it. Oh. We, were, we were talking about palate cleansers. Well, like yeah, what, what's your what's your palate cleanser? So after you watch something really tough, what's something that you would put on afterwards on Netflix or whatever to uh, make yourself feel better about yourself before you go to bed? I have a few. Um, I'll be impressed if you guys, I think I talked a little bit with Brad about this one, Teen Witch. Oh, one. Sabrina? No, no, no. It's, no, it's, no, a, no. it's like, a, like a, an older movie, Teen Witch. It's from 1989. It's oh. Blake Lively's stepsister or half sister robin lively redhead oh she was in uh um, encino man i'm pretty sure she? i maybe i'm wrong but i thought so <laughs> i thought right. she was the girlfriend in, in amanda we just say stuff and maybe it's true maybe it's not <laughs> i'm gonna fact check that <laughs> We're, we, we've been trying to get an intern named ziggy um but so far no one has been willing to be just called ziggy no matter what their name is so that we don't have an intern yet <laughs> I'll do it depends on how much you pay me. Though. Um, oh, an intern, so it's probably free. Okay, no, it's a paid. Mind. We have a paid intern a, thing a, out it's there. It's a poorly paid intern. No one will sign up for $3 an hour. So Teen Witch was the female version of Teen Wolf. So oh. after they made Teen Wolf, they were like, what can we do for the ladies? Even though I love Teen Wolf as well. And they did Teen Witch. And so that's my palate cleanser. Also, Can't Buy Me Love. Like, Oh, yes. Dempsey. Dempsey on a lawnmower. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I, I fact check myself. Not in Encino. Credit <laughs> <laughs> Credit Kid Part Two, and uh, she was in Wildcats, Crattic. which is a, a, a classic uh, of the mid '80s. Nice she work, was, like, I think the daughter in that. So she had a bit part in Twin Peaks too. Very small. Gotcha. Yeah. So palate, so pa yeah, palate cleansers. And now after seeing it this time, like we were just talking a little bit about like 
do you think we're headed towards a time when it's like essentially there's going to need to be warnings before movies, especially, I mean, if you look at like older movies where uh, um, in, in today's society, we're definitely going to have to uh, be more considerate about people's experiences and things like that. Cause I mean, obviously through college, like, I mean, we, we went, we all know people who went through some tough times and stuff. And if you watch a movie like this, I mean, obviously it could get, it could be definitely triggering. And so do you think we're moving towards a point where most movies are going to have that type of uh, a warning before them? I think so. I mean, I feel like a lot of shows now already have that. Like if you're yep. going to watch Euphoria, we just I talked mean, about it. Totally. Yeah. The Muppet show. Like, yeah, that was the weird. Muppet show has a disclaimer on Disney. Now it's like, Hey, we don't agree with the views because there's, questionable stuff so i think yeah i think it's it's full of that well and even more i mean like you know there's kind of two i mean i I don't want to not to split hairs too much here right but like there are gonna be things that feel offensive to people right and 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 there's some of that a lot of that's the stuff you see on disney right where it's like the portrayal here is not what we agree with and you might feel sort of offended which you know is totally a legitimate position if, if you feel that way but there's a whole other like victims of assault kind of thing or right. people have dealt with in this case, like suicide, you know, attempts themselves or suicide of close people like that kind of stuff. I, I think I've, I mean, it's one of those, you know, terrible things about getting older, right. Is that like you, 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 you get, you, you know, I remember being young and just as absolutely naive and stupid as I could have been. Right. In the sense that even, you know, prior to college and even in college, you just don't know that many people that have that many diverse experiences, especially us. We came from a pretty small town. And so you, you know, at that point, you know, I could have imagined watching rules of attraction and thought it made me feel bad. It felt really horrific, but it would have completely felt like another world. Like I wouldn't have known at the time, anybody who had been through those traumas that I knew of. And so it would have been hard for me to like have the level of empathy that I would have needed at that time. I think to be like, yeah, I mean, you should really have a trigger warning. And now I'm, I hear that and I'm like, yeah, like if somebody had been through something like that, it would really fuck you up to have to watch that, especially not expecting it. What's wild to me is that there's, there's going to be people out there that think that in some way this is, that, that would be a bad thing. Like I see no negative in putting a short disclaimer before a video or a movie that's just like, Hey, if you don't want to experience this, like don't, don't press play right now, which is, I think that's fucking great. I can't, I can't think of a downside. Yeah. So woke over here, just <laughs> woke as I can be. Yeah, I guess. I guess although, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. So Amanda, we had a uh, we went to a, a small liberal arts college, which is uh, kind what of portrayed here. That's what Pacific is. It's a small liberal arts college. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a private it's institution. Like the definition of one. Yeah, it's not a UC. The no. University of the Pacific. No. no. I did not realize it's, it's that. a private school, and and what? The, the the strange thing for at least for me coming from a little small town and 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 getting a scholarship and going over there is like you you all of a sudden are around folks that I mean all of a sudden you're talking to somebody and like oh my dad's the owner of this company or something like that or oh uh, my dad's the mayor of this town but and it's just like all of a sudden you're like meeting people that like are coming from a lot of different experiences and some of them from a, a lot of money and so when you get that type of environment on a small campus, especially in Stockton where there's not shit to do. Um, it becomes like people just kind of stick on campus, but we went hard cause there was really not anything else to do. We're all going to just congregate somewhere where we're going to have fun. And, um, I always affectionately referred to it as Amanda's bar because Amanda's dorm room essentially was a, uh, uh, almost a 24 seven. You could, you could stop by and you could have some, you, you're going to have a drink, 
uh, you might have a, a, a smoke, uh, uh, both uh, legal and, and illegal at the time. And you would always just have a lot of fun people hanging out most most days, most hours. Would you, is, is that true, Amanda? Would you, would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. I, I will give a disclaimer, though. It was gross. My room was, <laughs> my room was so gross. Like, uh, you know, like people could smoke cigarettes in there. We'd have drinks. And I'll never forget the end of the year, I had my windows open and I had screens and the screen was just covered in dust and dirt. And we actually paid my friend five bucks to lick it. Oh, <laughs> um, and also, this were, he was one of those guys that had the money, but he still did it for five bucks. Wow. <laughs> so I think we, ha- we definitely went hard. But you know what's funny is like. I still feel like I was very naive because I, I also like was, I was, I don't know, pretty young, innocent. Yes. I like to like drink and smoke weed and stuff, but I think there was a whole nother layer of stuff going on at college that I was not aware of. I, I was uh, mentioning that earlier because I said it wasn't until Cal Poly where I, I ran into some friends uh, that were going there and, and hanging out. And it was like cocaine use was like, uh, uh, abundant and apparent. Like I know there was always rumors from some of the fraternities and stuff that some of them were pretty heavy into coke, but I, I, I never saw that element of it from like our perspective Either. where we were we, we yeah. were hanging out. So no. so Brad, there was also meth, Brad. There was also meth. Oh, and meth. There, there, okay. there was meth. Yeah, I know, shocker, yeah. right? Dang. <laughs> did, did you guys, Brad, ever? Uh, do you do you remember ever get it going to a party that was anything approaching the uh, dress to get screwed attire that was in <laughs> the attraction? Uh, there was the typical like there was like the the bros and hoes type parties and some of that shit was going on at some of the fraternities um, and the toga parties. It, 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 I don't, what, what like what what was like maybe the most crazy party that any of the fraternities did? Like, was there any that was just like I mean borderline outrageous? didn't have those themes but i feel like i think bros and hoes was probably the closest but there was like volcano volcano bash where they had like a a, a beer bong like built from the top of a volcano yeah going all the way down but i don't remember a lot of scantily clad i mean there were no nude women no any of definitely the not you mean not like 14 nude women <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, okay, but and, and I'm not going to call any particular fraternities, but I know that there was an initiation, like some of the fraternities that you there was like girls that got to be kind of like a, a part of the fraternity, like and they had like their little like little sisters, little sisters or whatever they were called, and 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 I know one there was this, and, and they would always put big up like huge coverings around the house on this one party because allegedly the girls that joined had to climb down a ladder out of like one of the top floors and they had to do it topless. And I, I don't know if that was true or not. I know that was always rumor, but that sounds, it's probably true. yeah, that's probably true for sure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> def- I mean, that sounds pretty tame compared to the girl that's like getting her nickel nipples licked in the kitchen uh, yeah. by some dude in a clown mask, <laughs> 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 just in the background of the scene. I'm like, what is happening in the background right now? There's yeah. a lid for Hot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there were parties, there were parties like that. But I mean, I collectively between the four of us, like we went to college for, I mean, I did six years. Nate's done like nine. How many did you do? I was four. I was, I was four and done. So dude, that's like 19 years of college. I yeah, never anything even approaching. I never went to a party that was even close. I, mean, I, I was, yeah. a, I was a tame, I was a pretty tame college guy. So like I, I, not that I didn't go to parties and things, but like I wasn't likely to run into the that, 14 naked chicks. I definitely did not run into that. 
and the Clown Mask. There were some like, so yeah. I, I do remember a song to UC Santa Barbara, and I do remember um, that I think the like, was it the cross country team or some some team used to do like a naked run around through campus no around the isla vista which is like the neighborhood Uh, around and i don't think i ever actually saw it but it was well known that that happened in in santa cruz where lisa where my wife went to school they do a naked run every year yeah so there was some nudity out and about it's 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 interesting it's It's definitely definitely not like a movie you know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody looks like they should I, be cast so, as an extra. So at the, I yeah. jumped off a bridge into a, in a terrible, dirty oh, river. You jumped into that canal? Yeah, one time. Oh. Um, we would play like we played mud football. I know with like it was like co-ed mud football. Like when there's this one spot on campus where it would always flood, and and we would go out there and play football. And and then I don't know, like as far as like any of that craziness, it never really got to that point. But we definitely within our, on our, our own little crew though, like when we were hanging out at Amanda's bar, I know for example, my, my 19th birthday, um, ended with me in the hospital, oh, <laughs> God. but, but not from, <laughs> from, from accidentally <laughs> punched. Okay. So see, this is the thing. So I, and this is actually funny cause I went to Outback Steakhouse with my parents which it was kind of random that that's where we went. But then we came back, uh, I came back and you, you get, get up with an onion. I believe so. I believe we did mistake if you didn't, which is funny because that ended up being like an, an integral part of my, my, my future life. But anyway, so, uh, came back to your room and you guys had a little shrine. You had like, it was like, you had like a 20 pack of Bud Light, um, assorted other beers, um, and then like some little shot bottles of like Jaeger. There was like a tequila bottle and stuff like that. And it was between your room, the hallway, and then the bathroom across from your room, like we had, we had a, a, a significant amount of people partying it up, really going hard. And that night I was in the bathroom when we had just a bunch of people all drinking in the bathroom and Nick, our friend, Nick, he, uh, uh <laughs> took a drink of that bottle uh, of the tequila bottle. He stole it from me. He took, started chugging the tequila and I thought it was hilarious. And I, when I swung my arm, I punched through the window and you were laughing I so hard you swung your arm. I swung my arm and I punched through a window. And when I came back, everybody's looking at me. I'm like, what? And then I noticed that, yeah, blood was gushing on my wrist. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, like maybe uh, I need to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital. I got stitches like at like three in the morning. But my birthday is on April 19th. So when I came back, by the time I got home, it was about four in the morning on 420. Oh boy. And there was already people at 4:20 in the morning lighting up and I was like running around hanging out with folks like with my stitches in my Which arm. Had an alarm. Oh yeah, no, everybody had the alarms ready for 4:20 in the morning. So everybody was wake and bake 4:20 in the morning <sighs> on 4:20. And I got back from the hospital in time to kind of hang out with everybody. So it was a good time. So, so- and everyone would have everyone would have to have a mechanism to smoke with and then you just pass it. Yeah. Around. <laughs> so so I, so I never I never lived in the dorm. Did you live in the dorms, Zach? Oh yeah. Okay. So I didn't live in the dorm. So, so do you think rules of attraction separate from sort of the awfulness? Like, do you think it does a good job of capturing the feeling of like the flow of dorms? Cause I visited you some Brad and like, that was probably my most regular dorm experience. But like that, that is one thing that my sense of rules of attraction is that it kind of gives you that feel, right? Even though it's a very dark feel, it kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't do a bad job of showing dorm life. Well, the, 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 Things on people's things doors, on people's like doors. where you could leave messages and shit like that. That's like a hundred percent. I've never been inside a dorm where they didn't. Every door didn't have some way to leave a message. Yeah, even Which, even did now. You guys see one? Did you guys see the one message? It was like the test results are positive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should be careful. <laughs> you should be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have a dry erase story. Um, yes, please. I <laughs> I 
went, I was over the townhouses and I was going shot for shot with my friend with Costco tequila. Like, yeah, I can do this. Like, I got it. And I must have had eight shots of tequila. Living that Kirkland life. Real classy shit. Um, I basically got carried back to the dorm where we continued to like smoke bowls in the study lounge. And then I came back to my door and I looked and it said, Amanda, I left a present for you on your pillow. <laughs> and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning covered from head to toe in brown shit. And I was like, what is this? Like, I don't know what this is. And I like went down to the bathroom and like the cleaning <laughs> lady was like, Amanda. And I was like, Heidi, I don't know what. And I'm cleaning myself and I go back to my room. And do you remember Carol, my roommate freshman year? Yes, I do. Yeah, she comes in and like I'm like laying there and she goes, "Oh, I left a gourmet chocolate truffle on your pillow." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was on my pants. Like it was you just, from my head. Just melted everywhere. Just rolled in it. I had smeared it in my sleep. That's yeah. so much better than when you were like, "I had brown shit all over." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you had brown shit." It's like who the hell was Amanda's enemy? Amanda did not have enemies. This was the, there I were would never-, never tell that story on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did, did you guys <laughs> have you guys got been back to campus or to where you went to college? I have because I mean, I work in the city where I went to school. So, yeah. And it, does it feel like what's it feel like for you guys? Because I, I have a particular mind. I have a particular feeling about it. I walk by and there's like I fell asleep in those bushes right there one time. Like We <laughs> snuck up onto the roof of the church over there. It's like that kind of stuff like that. I'm just kind of imagine like reimagining. For me, we were the first year that you could ever get a degree from that school, and they had just opened it, and uh, it's completely different. We were living in old army barracks, and uh, now they have like these nice buildings. And it's CSU like, Monterey, right? Yep, yeah, they have yeah. they have like all this cool shit now. But our our buildings have, uh, I believe, either been knocked down or just condemned. So it's not the same feel for sure. Amanda, have you been back? You were a pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to back to Pacific since? I haven't. I would love to. I would love to go and yeah. I mean, I, I wonder. Like, I wonder what it looks like. Like, is it how I remember it? I don't know. The, the uh, stadium's like gone. They 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 knocked down the stadium, so that's gone. Which is it's it that looks really weird just driving by when you see the stadium's gone. But but other than that, like a lot of the same buildings and stuff are all. They have a whole new like uh, um, basically McCaffrey Center. Like they have a whole brand new one of those. So it's like, it's pretty cool. But other than that, it's it's not that different. I, mean, I bet it would seem small. Like, you oh, know, when you're hella older, small. you go back and look at stuff, you're like, this is so small. Like, why did it seem so big? I yeah. Know. Yeah. So I, I get, I, I went to UC Santa Barbara and it's, it doesn't feel good to go back. And, 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 and which is, <laughs> which is weird. And, and, and both because I loved college. Like, I, I really, my time there was some of my favorite time in my life. And because I, Santa Barbara is an objectively great place. It's beautiful, really cool, you know, nice weather. But like, I can't shake the feeling that I don't like being there, not as a college student. So it's like, it's almost like it's, it's too, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't, you know, bittersweet isn't even quite right. It's like, it feels like discomforting for me to like be there. Like you don't belong there almost. Yeah, totally. Like you're, you're irrelevant to what the space is doing. Like every, everyone around is like, you're like, wait a minute. Like I'm supposed to be here and be a college student and be in the mix. But like, it's just like, it's like, you know, you see those movie sequences where you walk, where people are walking through and like, no one can see them. 
that's the feeling I get anytime I go back is like you're invisible. But do you get that it's feeling at do you get that feeling at other college campuses? No, not at all. Oh, see, that's no. interesting. I don't get hmm. I don't get that at all at other college campuses. Because you're just time. as out of the loop there are. as you are at Santa Barbara. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, for, and for some reason, I just can't. I just, it's only there because it's it's the familiarity of the places. Like even going by my old college apartment, like I'll show you know my kids or I'll show somebody that you know you know somebody my wife or I'll show somebody that I'm I'm taking down there. It's very like the idea that someone else is living in there and doing college things is like, like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, cause you're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. I want to do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, well, it, it's, it's that. It, yes, exactly. It's that. You know, it's like facing your immortality. You're like, I'm not as young as uh, it's a, it is. Yeah. It, it's a little bit of that, not as young and your mortality. And it's also a little bit of that weird, like you want naturally, like you have this, like, like nostalgia and romanticism for like times in your life or things or even like perspectives you had that you can't have anymore. And no matter what you do, you can't go back into those perspectives. And so the reminder that like, it would be cool to do it, but you know, you literally like, maybe it's because like even going to the same place and even if you were to like, I'm pretend I'm in college right now, you know? And like, you literally couldn't take away the like life experience that you have now and the responsibilities that you have and the way in which you're different that like made you so authentically a college student at that time. And so for me, that's something that that's what part of what's special about it, right? It's like, you're just, you're at a particular time and you see things a particular way. So there's a picture that shows up on uh, my Facebook memories, like once a year and it just, it puts a gigantic smile on my face and, and Amanda knows it's in her room and there's just a big crew of us. And it's like this perfect moment in time of just a bunch of kids like experiencing like their freedom and enjoying themselves at college and just going through and seeing everybody. And like we all kind of reminisce on it, like almost like each year that it comes out. It just it, it's such a, a, a moment in time that I, I look back with a lot of fondness. But at the same time, it's like. God, I still like all those people. It's like it's so weird that we had such a short time together, but all, mm -hmm. most of the people in that picture, I'm like. I really like, I hope they're doing well. Like I don't keep in touch with them necessarily, but it's like they were all an important part of like a, 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 a big step in my life. And so it's like, I, I, I just love seeing that picture. I mean, man, you know what, what I'm talking about. Cry, Brad. You're gonna make <laughs> cry. Uh, Brad's tearing <laughs> up over here. All day. He's a little wispy. Hug, you know? I know. I know. Um, <laughs> so Amanda, what's your, but you said the soundtrack, but what's your other, what are your other favorite parts of this movie? I mean, what are the other things you okay, just really like so about it? So I really love this part and it disturbs me. Um, and it's the part with Fred Savage um, where he's doing heroin and he can feel his dick because my very first celebrity crush was Fred Savage. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were, you were, you were, you were, were you a wonder years fan too? Oh, I was, yeah. I was all in on, Winnie I was a Winnie Cooper man oh, myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I want, you know, every man wanted to be Fred. Every woman wanted to be Winnie. Yep. Um, or Kevin Arnold, I guess. Kevin name. Arnold. Kevin Arnold um, and his brother Wayne. Like everyone, you know, yeah. like all the archetypes are there. Yeah. Um, but I had a huge crush on Fred. Uh, I call him by his first name. And <laughs> I wrote him a love letter, sent him my school picture. What? Like, I think I was like fifth grade or sure. something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like he was going to fall in love I really like yeah. that initiative. <laughs> did you get a response? So, I did. Oh. Um, you know, like form. Like I, it was like two postcards. One was like the cast and all their signatures on the back, and one was a headshot of Fred. 
And on the back, it said, may all your years be wonder years. Love, Fred. Oh, that's awesome. And then it's I like, you still have it was that. like, P.S. Watch my new movie, Rules of Attraction. I think you'll <laughs> like it. <laughs> I mean, so like for me, like, you know, like it's almost like seeing Dawson as yeah. Bateman. It's yeah. like Kevin Arnold as this like hair, you know, doped out, like creepy dude. So like it was very upsetting. But it's also hilarious. Like, you know. I got to chuckle. Yeah, he's yeah. he is actually manically funny in that. Like it's a he's, very strange scene. He's hilarious but. and sad and all of the things yeah. all at once, which makes it so good to me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that scene isn't super heavy-handed. Like there's other stuff that I'll talk about later in my body bag that's like so heavy-handed that I'm like, "Oh my god, what are we doing?" <laughs> but the the Fred Savage thing is like pretty understated the way that he's just like completely out of it. He doesn't overact. It's fucking great. It seemed like this movie came out at just the like perfect point of kind of like right in the middle of kind of MTV generation. So it's kind of got that element of it. And then also being able to kind of be a little bit extreme, um, like post eighties, like being able to be like a little bit more like hardcore and extreme. Like that's kind of like people are used to that by that time. Mm -hmm. But then also before like where it's like now you'd be like, Oh God damn, we need to tone that down. Like we, I, this, I don't think that movie gets made today. So it's like, it's like a weird, like just kind of place in time where that movie fit it came out and it didn't do great but at the same time it's like it it, it represents kind of an era i yeah. guess you could say yeah yeah i can't help but think about the countless young people that were like i'm gonna go see this new movie with dawson in it you know what i mean <laughs> oh, and they've just, been watching dawson that would have been me. if i had not paid close attention i would have been going in looking for some dawson and joey uh you know yeah you're like us. maybe maybe katie holmes is yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe she's gonna make a cameo. I don't know. Yeah. This is gonna be great. Yeah, I bet there's some young kids that went to that movie and were just like, their minds were kind of blown. Like, what is going on? Is this what I'm it, looking it, forward to in college? Like, I came here from Seventh Heaven. Where's Jessica Biel? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, all the teen hits. Right? I know that's what I was saying. Yeah, it's, it's like they it's all came wild. together to make a really like a movie where their alter egos were like really pieces of shit. <laughs> Which is weird because like I, I don't know if it's like go for it. Everyone's a piece of shit in this movie. Everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah there's, there's no, there's no redemption about anyone. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anyone that's, I mean, well, what about the, the, the female lead? Shannon Sossaman. Yeah. I mean, Lauren, Lauren is a flawed character, but she's, she's, flawed, she's but just I, trying to, she's just trying to be happy. She's kind of floating around trying to figure it out. Yeah. She's trying to be responsible. You see her looking at the book of STDs yeah. before she goes out because she's like trying to discourage herself. She's so horny, but she doesn't want to go out and do anything that's going to give her one of these STDs. And so she's like, I got to read this book and look at these pictures yeah. before I go out, remind myself of the I, consequences. Yeah. I mean, I she, also wonder how deep she is if she wants to lose her virginity to Victor, who's like yeah total, you know what i mean i'm like he's a total fuck boy i'm like totally she's in love with him and i'm like you don't know what love is little girl but, <laughs> so but, maybe, maybe i mean she's just too young, but in some ways yeah it's like a it's a but that's like a forgivable like error totally. of youth right where you're like being naive isn't the worst yeah, thing. i mean she's like you know she's drawn to this guy who sort of seems worldly and cool and good looking and uh, I don't know. I, I mean, she's certainly a flawed character. She's the one that I think in the movie is probably the least problematic I, from a like ethical standpoint. Well, there, there's something to be said about when you, when you get to college. And so it's like, okay, high school relationships are, are, are now behind behind me. But now it's like those first few relationships where you're meeting people from different places. And doing, like I, I think there is a lot of people that kind of like really fall in love or at least what their, their idea of love is in the, in those first few years where you're like, Oh my God, this person's from someplace completely different. And I want to go ahead and like, 
I think this is the, the, the coolest person I've ever met. And so it's like, uh, for her, like Victor is like, Oh my God, this guy's like traveled and he's, he's, he's got all these things going on. And like, Oh my God, this is my, my dream man. Even though he's just yeah. like, Oh, you were just like a notch on the bed type thing. It's very realistic because you know, I, I like, I, I like how it depicts how she has a completely different view of what the relationship was than he does. So, so I wondered, I, I wanted to know, this was one of my points where I was like, he was so dismissive that he even knew her. Yeah. He was just that, like, whatever that, that I, I wondered whether or not like it was supposed to be implying that she was literally like delusional. Nope. I think that she really yeah. thought that I think she was a dating. notch on one night. He, he left. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I, but, but, but they hadn't I'm even saying. slept together. That's the thing. Like to yeah. him, he doesn't care at all. He's just, just like, Oh yeah, let's go out a couple of times or whatever. He takes yeah. off to Europe, doesn't think about her for six months, comes back and she shows up at his dorm so, room. Like, I'm so glad you're back. Like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like the depiction of it is brutal and it goes both ways. It's not just, it's not always, it's not all, it's almost less likely to be the woman, I think, than the uh, guy knocking on a girl's door and thinking, thinking that something was something going, going down. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely quite, not. quite common at our school for, for folks to go abroad, study abroad and stuff. And I know, uh, uh, plenty of relationships that, that fizzled out while somebody went abroad for six months. And it's like, you're at college, like you're going to live it up or they're living it up totally. And so like those two people come are completely apart and have nothing to do with each other once they come back or what, once the person comes back. So it's yeah. like that, that kind of shit happens in college. Yeah, all there's the time. definitely a bunch of raw stuff in there that even though it's maybe a little more dark, there's a lot of good representation. There's a lot of accurate representations. I think of dynamics that exist. And, and that was one thing that I think I liked more about it on this watch is I could see some of that even through some of the darkness. I mean, it hits hard when, when Sean Bateman takes the girl back to his room, plays a song that he wrote on the acoustic guitar and then <laughs> transitions into counting crows. Oh, I was like, I, I this made, guy oh, is yeah. fucking me right now. Zach, I made the note. Zach only likes this movie because he transitions to counting. Crows. <laughs> <laughs> I had I paranoid Android. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, Excuse me, I'm sorry. OK Computer from Radiohead uh, was like the album. When that came out, like I had that always ready, like in the CD player. Like if anybody was coming back, like we if were anybody gonna, needs we were, making out, we were going to throw on some some Radiohead and and that would be go time. <laughs> <laughs> no guitar, Brad. No, guitar. no that's that, that was not my forte. These actually both these guys I'm with, they're they're both uh, guitar players. And so I'm, I'm a little a little jelly of them. You're like, I play a little spoon. Like, <laughs> I'm like, if you want to play some drinking games, like, I got this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so just real quick one last little uh, really good story from uh, our, our days is that and this kind of related to the movie is the fact that you always feel like when you're in college and like you're doing things like this is the time when I, I wouldn't say reality TV is starting to get, and maybe it's starting to get big but um, I was involved in video production on our campus and then so I always had access to cameras and so I was like you know what. I think we should film one night and I'm talking to men. I'm like, we, we should film one night, just one of our parties and just see what kind of shit goes down. Like I, we should put the camera up where nobody knows where it's at and we're just going to film this party and, and just see how it goes down. And we did, we, we have like, I think it was like yeah. two or three hours of footage of this party where it was just a typical night in, in Amanda's bar. Uh, there was probably about 20 people that came through and we were all just drinking, having fun. And, Nothing really exciting happened on the video, but it was like. Do you still have it, Brad? I it's probably yeah. I have a bunch of VHS like in in storage and stuff, and I'm sure it should do a special episode where we just view that and do a commentary <laughs> live. Yeah. I should actually look for that because that that that's something that I I should put on like uh, uh I should dig, uh, put it on digital and, and send it to all those folks so they could kind of like have a little experience from their college days. I might have we, to do that. We had to fast forward because it took like a good. 
hour or two for people to get crunk. Yeah, once people start getting, <laughs> then, then like, there were some people like smacking each other, playing around, and like there, it, there was some, there was some funny stuff towards the end, but it it definitely took a while for it to get going. But that was, uh, yeah. but that yeah, was we, we did the hidden camera party and. It, it was, it never really led to anything super exciting, but it was, it was fun. fun for us because we were the only ones who knew. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was like, and, and then we told everyone, but. I think it was us two and, and one other person I think knew, but other than that, I think it was, it was, everybody yeah, else didn't know. Yeah. Great. So it was illegal. That's great. Um, I don't, I, I didn't know California <laughs> filming. Yeah. I didn't know the California filming yeah, laws at that point, but, uh, statute yeah. of limitations is passed. <laughs> Statutes of limitations <laughs> is definitely passed. So. So Amanda, thank you so much yeah. for uh, for coming on and talking to us. We we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, it was, it was really we, fun. I, I, I had heard for years about. I mean, I visited Brad and Grace back in the day, so I, I might have we might have met in passing. You come to Amanda's bar, um, and I might have come. You but, probably, but I, but I will say that Amanda's bar has lived in Brad's stories for <laughs> the the time since, and I've heard about it, always with such affection Amanda's bar many a time, and uh, so it's I, I feel a little bit like starstruck. To be honest, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Brad, you can send some autographed headshots. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, if you could do well, that. Well, you know, I I I owe all my WWE fandom to Brad because yeah. oh, wow. he introduced me to The Rock, Mankind, Stone Cold. Like, that was that was when know. that was all huge. The Attitude Era of WWE. Know. Yep. I, yeah, I didn't know either until just now. <laughs> <laughs> I was big on that. Yeah, but, but we, we loved, uh, we had we had a share of pop culture. We had a share of like uh, uh, music. I remember you were always playing Air was like your, your band at that time. A lot of Air playing. Um, it was it was good stuff. We had a, we had a yeah. great time. Dave Matthews live at the Red Rocks. Like well, that was like, <laughs> I yeah. mean. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, well, you saw Dave, did you, you guys would go and see Dave Matthews. Didn't you, get, didn't you go see him a few times? I never had. Oh, you never did? Okay, I, I thought plays, you had. He plays at the Gorge here in Washington, and it's like every Labor Day weekend, it's supposed to be amazing, but... Yeah. We're, we're, we're aging ourselves. Everybody uh, knows how old we are now when we talk about Dave Matthews with such affection. All right. Hey, thanks. Um, well, no, thank you for having me. This I am a total cinephile, so this was super fun, and you know... If you ever want to invite me back, I'm around. Yes. Oh, well, like, you don't say if you don't mean not it. Not fishing. Not fishing. Now, was, it, was this your first podcast? Um, so my I have a friend who, like, we've done a couple just to, like, fuck around. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, was, this was my first podcast, my first official. Your first you guest. Like you. a picture, you know, like. Well, first guest. guest. Well, hey, when you, start your, uh, when you start your pod back up, you let us know and we'll do some collaboration, huh? Oh, for sure. That would be amazing. I also like sub a movie trivia night. So, oh. you know, if you ever need some, you know, hot tips or questions, I did a great Tom Hanks slam poetry round. Oh, I saw that you were doing trivia and, and I, and we had like the little like geeks who drink at our local brewery. And, and so we were doing trivia a bunch and I was like, oh man, I wish I could go up there and do some trivia with Amanda. That'd be a, that'd be a hell of a time. We kick ass for sure. Yep. Um, all right. All right. We will. Uh, we will. We will catch you the next time since you've uh, volunteered yourself yeah. for another. You are. Uh, you're on the official. Yeah. You're on the official Thanks, list for sure of of future guests. Thanks, Great. Amanda. All right.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're going to do some shag snag body bag. Is it a one night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's shag snag body bag. All right, thank you, Scott, for that intro. So, Bev's Video Kingdom, we're shagging, we're snagging, we're body bagging. Nate, what are you shagging from this movie? So, I'm, I'm going to shag Evil Dawson. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, the only other things I've ever seen Dawson, there, there are kids, a couple of other, uh, you know, off the beaten path, off color roles, but a lot of the things I know him from Dawson's Creek and I uh, don't want your life yep, and, and varsity blues. He's very wholesome, very, you know, sort of more, a little more all American straight ahead as kind of a psychopath. Who's very unhappy in this movie. I, I, I mean, I hated him, but I liked seeing it, right? And like, and I, and I would say, especially the second time I realized, I was like, okay, he's he's actually doing a really good job. I mean, the acting's really good. He's kind of he he, he makes you quick quickly forget he's Dawson. Um, so I'd say evil JVB for me. I I'm with you. Uh, I, I, it's not mine, but I I think that he kills it, and he goes like pretty deep, like he. He goes kind of over the top a few times, but I don't think he fully goes like the way some characters in this movie do. All right, my shag is the, and I think I re- I really would have appreciated this if I would have watched it when I was younger. But it's the the clever editing, um, the like the the when he's jerking it, but he's also like picturing himself making out with Dawson. Like I mean, all those types of scenes, the 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 sl- the, the rewinds. Uh, the things that are played backwards, like all that stuff, even though it's done maybe just for attention and it's just supposed to be like, oh, look at us. We're clever and cool. It still gets me. Like I'm still like, okay, that's fucking pretty cool. I like the way they did it. And then, of course, the very end, the credits play in reverse. And so it's like, oh, wow, this is just like they're, they're playing with us the entire time. So I really dug that. I like the way the, the, the cinematography, I like the just kind of the visuals of this movie. Um, really dug it. it. It stood out to me. So, so mine is basically the same thing. I have written down shag music and editing and the opening scene. Uh, I know the, the opening scene is absolutely brutal and it's just insanely terrible, but I wonder if it changes the movie, if that is at the end of the movie and they don't do the time, the play with time and they put that as the ending instead of the opening. You know what I'm saying? Cause basically that's where it ends. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean they, 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 and thankfully they, they don't make you watch it again. No, yeah, exactly. Which is, Victor's little short movie too is, was very clever at the same time. It was just like that, that whole, he's just talking, 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 talking. They're just showing little flashes and clips of like him doing all this so, shit. So that was my other shag I debated was I, I loved the Victor, like, like this just is what I did. manic level yeah. speed through this huge thing. And it was like, both the, the filming of it and the, 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 the narration. The narration yeah. You know? For sure, the guy the guy kills it, and he doesn't go on to do much else either, which is crazy. But uh, anyway, so we're moving on. We're snagging. I'm gonna snag uh, Shannon Sussman, 
who I think is just great in this, and I really like A Knight's Tale, and I like her in that too, and I think she's a very good actress. I think she's very beautiful. I can't, I mean, she's had a successful career and has done a whole bunch of stuff, but I guess nothing that I was really into except for these two, those two movies. So I, I think it's interesting. I haven't seen her in literally anything since, although her IMDb is full of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I thought she was great. I thought she did a hell of a job. Snags. What are you snagging, Bradley? I'm going to snag. And and there's part of me that thinks that maybe this is the heart of the movie. And it's the, the heartbreaking short movie that is in the middle of this, which is the suicide. And and, and if you want to take this from a, a, like a, almost like a, a heartbreaking, but almost like all these people are terrible, but this girl's story within its own little movie in the middle where she's constantly pining over Sean's character or for, 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 for the character Sean. Um, and she's looking at him at parties and she thinks that she's in love with this guy, but she's also the one who's working. She has to work at the cafeteria. So she's not one of these rich kids. She's not in necessarily in that world. She's trying to kind of be a part of that world. And then maybe it's just overwhelming and and then that she just realizes she's not ever going to be a part of that world. And and that drives her to um, her suicide. But it's like that little kind of moment in there. It's almost like the movie's about her. The fact that these people who are just living these like weird, like it's almost like celebrities where they're living this like crazy chaotic lives. But then here's the person who's kind of the more regular person who's just kind of like kind of pining for that and knows that they're never going to like be at that level and, and just says, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with this. The movie also kind of makes you feel like a piece of shit because you don't notice her either. Right. Like no, when that's, you that's watch what I'm saying. Movie, I feel like that's intentional. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't notice her just like Bateman doesn't notice her, you know? Yeah, and so it's it's depressing, it's terrible, it's sad, but at the same time it's like that's that's kind of like the, the real person in this movie. She's the, the real, true, like real person. All these other people are kind of superficial and, and, and messes, but she's kind of the real person in this and it's it's... As as it's as depressing as it is, it was a very cool scene like that that the way they did it and the kind of the way it was handled. So I'm going to snag uh, seeing the same story from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that's a device that's used. You know, you know, there's plenty of other movies that that use that device, um, and I think it's used pretty effectively here. I think that it, 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 I like it better than some of the other devices, which I think, which I like. So for example, the playing with time, I think it works really well sometimes and really not as well in certain spots. The, uh, playing with the sort of like what is real and what is not. I don't think that I'll talk about that in a minute, but the, the playing with perspective in this movie is very good. And I think in general, I like that as a device. And, and, and this is an example of, I think a movie that needs it and, and, you know, uses it well. And I think probably the book obviously is the, is where it comes from, but the movie does a nice job of bringing it from the book. If we're going to body bag something from this movie, I've got a large, I've got a large list of them, but what did you snag? I I went first. I I snagged Shannon Sossaman. Oh, what did you, what did you shag? Uh, the music and editing in the opening scene. We talked about it. Man, where am I? Were you sleeping? Uh, Where am I? I I don't know. You're in L.A., bro. <laughs> Shit, missed out on all of that. All right, body bag. I want to hear it. What, what you got? Something open? No. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'll go first. My body bag from this is the super heavy-handed stuff at the end with the like the snow dropping into his eye and then dripping down his face and like the 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 kid at dinner, Richard or Dick, 
Like I loved his scene where he's like, you know, making advances at the Paul character and he's like, you know, into it, but not really into it. He's like, you know, kind of pissed off about the Sean thing. I love that that whole scene, but when he comes down to dinner and does his best Billy Madison, uh, Adam Sandler impression <laughs> for like 15 minutes, it's a long scene. And I'm like, he's going so over the top. Yeah. That, so that that's true. That's my body bag. So I'm going to, my body bag was, is the, I said this earlier, but it, I don't like that there are too many pieces of the pieces of the story that I don't know what was real. And some of it, it may just be me. So like we comment, I commented earlier, like my interpretation of, um, of the main characters, you know, pining for Victor and him not knowing who she was. I thought that was like supposed to tease you that maybe she was being, you know, she, she had, you know, literally never met him. Um, but either way, right. Like there's ambiguities enough that, that it made it even harder for me to keep a track of a story that already had time elements and perspective elements. And so I thought like it created just enough extra moving parts. And that was the part that I thought was the least well done that I could have done without any, almost any of that. Maybe just a few of the split screens where like you, you had to kind of, you know, eventually it gave you a clue as to whether it was supposed to be real or not. But otherwise I, I, I thought I, that could have gone. I really like the device of the split screen. Actually. I do like that part of it. And I think that's the most effective version of the, I'm not sure if this of the, is I'm real. not sure if this is real. Right. Cause you get both versions and they don't even have to tell you which one's real, but you kind of decide which one, the one that's less wild. Right? And, and even that I would have said we could have done with maybe two or three of them and not, you know, however many there were. They were, he was definitely swinging for the fences and I think he connects sometimes and sometimes yep. he misses that's a, I think that's right. I'm going to body bag. And I don't know personally if, if he has to deal with this like I do, but uh, uh, James Vanderbeek has a pretty large head. Ugh. He's got a forehead on him, and he's got a pretty large dome. It's and like I Bruce feel Bochy. for him because I have a big-ass dome too. And, and and actually, Zach and I were just talking earlier. He was talking about a hat, and it's like as far as like the one-size-fits-all hat, I always say fuck you to that because one-size-fits-all is not always the truth. And uh, I'm assuming James Vanderbeek, when he wants to wear a hat, it's probably a little bit of a struggle finding that right size because I have a big ass dome too. And uh, uh, hats are always um, stretch the limit when so, I put them on. So hats are your body bag. I'm, I'm body bagging just the fact. <laughs> the, the, I'm, I'm body bagging the struggle of, of having a big head and having to deal with that, uh, especially when it comes to wearing hats. That's my body bag. Yeah, I feel bad for James Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> I literally would never have thought he had a big head until you guys said that. So, okay. you kidding? No, he's got a big dome, but, and he's I'm kind not, of got. I'm just not as judgmental. As he you. was like he was like pretty lean for this role, so his body seems a little more diminutive, and uh, and it makes his head look bigger for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that. I, from the minute I saw him on Dawson's Creek, I was like, dude, that guy's got a big ass forehead. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe it's forehead. One of those he's got where, strong jaw. Maybe but, it's one of those things where it's like because you guys have big heads, you yeah. see it. I have big ear, sticky out of ears. So, so you're always noticing ears. You're always ears. like, look at Will Smith's ears. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right, Will. So, anyways, I think that's it. We shagged, we snagged, we body bagged. Where, we, where do we go from here? I I've got, I've, I've got streaming or stream recommendation. It is time kinda. to stream. So, so I'm going. I want to. I want to stream uh, something a little bit of a cl- palate cleanser. Okay. So, um, I tried to think because there's a lot of college movies, a lot of college comedies, a lot of really mainstream ones. This one is a little more off the beaten path. It's called Accepted. 
Okay. Okay. I've heard of that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really funny and really light, but it has, you know, some of the, some, has some more, some fun dynamics. Um, and it's really played heavily on, uh, you know, sort of the college campus feel to it is, is, is pretty good. And so I say, if you haven't seen accepted, it's a comedy. It will make you feel better after you've uh, sub- been subjected to this. It's around, a little later, but around the same year, it's 2006. Uh, it's a tight little hour and a half. So if you haven't seen accepted, go watch it. I have no idea where you can watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with, um, maybe it's the high school version of, uh, of rules, the rules of attraction. I'm going to go with cruel intentions. Uh, cruel intentions is basically a high school version of this. You get the, the wealthy rich kids and they're involved in kind of like their, their private school shit and, and there's drugs, there's cocaine, there's, there's all that types of stuff. There's a lot of like people trying to fuck each other and, and do terrible shit to each other. Most of them are all pretty much terrible human beings in that movie as well. Um, it is on Cinemax go. So if you've got the Cinemax channel, um, then you are good to go. Otherwise, you're gonna have to rent that shit. And you're talking about the OG with uh, Reese Witherspoon and her uh, and uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, uh, Ryan Phillippe, and, uh, and Buffy the Vampire Selma, Selma Selma Blair Blair. Yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about. Check that stuff. Oh wait, what, who's the yeah? Who's the the Buffy? What's her name? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar. There you go. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Cruel Intentions. It's the high school version. Uh, to a lesser extent it's obviously not as raw and crazy as uh the rules of attraction but it's got that kind of same vibe i've I've mentioned mine several times and uh i'm gonna say euphoria on hbo max it's very good disturbing at times just like this movie but uh definitely not uh, you know glorifying any of the crazy shit that these kids are supposedly doing but and then those kids these kids are in high school in that in that show and then the other one is kids that uh, I think Nate mentioned earlier um it's just as i mean more brutal in in parts than this movie and uh and really really real and grittily shot and super cool and uh the only way you're going to stream it is if you uh call me and I send you my VHS <laughs> because so there's available, not huh? available streaming on anything. I well, bet YouTube wants nothing to do with that. Like, nope, don't put that no. shit on a. Don't put what is what does he say? Don't put that uh, curse on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what YouTube's basically saying about that film. They're like, nah, dude. All right, what are we moving on to next? Got any alternate endings? Alternate endings and reach. I I have an alternate ending, but okay, so it's not even really an alternate ending. First off, I have my my alternate ending song. Okay, so at the which end of this you've movie. got you've got uh, 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 James Vanderbeek's on the bike. Sean is he's on his motorcycle. He's narrating, and it just kind of ends mid narration. He's driving through the snow. He's a little reckless. Like, does he go in and kill himself, or, or does he crash into something? What happens to him? Um, but if the closing credits dropped, Alice Cooper's classic "School's Out <laughs> for Summer," it would just ruin the ending here. It would be terrible. I like that, Brad, but I think I've got I think I've got a better one. You've got what the if, better. What, the if better. It, what if it drops out and then all of a sudden it's just like I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. The Dawson's Creek like oh. freaking uh, <laughs> the, Dawson the Dawson's the Creek theme song, oh, dude. God. I think that would be perfect, and then people would be like, "Okay, now I feel good." <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean my question real quick to you guys just on alternate endings is 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 he is he going to crash that night? Is he going to just crash himself into the river or is he I, I think that's too much justice for this movie. Those Bateman boys don't uh, go down easy. Nah, is he leaving college or where is he going? Like nope. just, he's joyriding. 
He's, he's probably just out back. looking for, uh, he's going to go to Rupert's house for some reason again. Because <laughs> yeah. Rupert really wants to see him. I, I also don't like the fact that he just like walks right into Rupert's place when he knows Rupert like wants to beat him up. I know. And, 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 like, and then he attacks them. That? He attacks like, when he knows there's like doing? 15 people there. He's like, I got this. I got, I've got uh, Kevin from American Pie backing me up. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I I'm going like to start attacking people. That was like, so the, the drug dealer scenes I feel are... A, an attempt to do Tarantino and it comes off poorly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that's the, the element of the movie that you could cut. And it's, it, I, I say that saying that those are the lightest and like most upli- uplifting, yeah. the funniest. <laughs> yeah. It was, the it was definitely the lightest. And, Rupert got the shout out in our, in our uh, best drug dealer yes. or most memorable drug dealers uh, podcast draft. We, he actually got selected, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. And the fact that he attacks them, that, that Dawson's like, I'm going to fuck everybody up in this place and get away with it. With an electric knife. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a good alternate ending uh, or reshelf except, and I'm not even going to try the till dawn because there's no chance my dad's uh, going to be watching this movie. So I already warned him. <laughs> you're like, yeah, <laughs> so you're like, you don't need to watch this Don't watch this. You will be mad you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad would not. He be might shut down the whole pod. Like, fuck it. You guys aren't doing this He's going to listen to the pod so hi dad but you're and you're welcome for, for warning you about that so so mine is i think you so i think you take out two scenes i think you take out the scene where the kid is going crazy in the restaurant or you make him just like you you just like call cut and you just tell that kid richard or dick or whatever you're just like all right bro what are we doing here is this uh billy madison too like <laughs> chill the fuck out you don't need to. You don't need to be getting so wild, or or you just take that scene completely out. I like the moms like taking pills and drinking with each other and talking about the color of their next car that they're going to buy. I I liked his dance on the bed. That was kind of fun. I, I I love all of that. But at the dinner scene, he goes too wild for me, and yeah. I, it takes me out of it. And it makes some of the stuff later less impactful for me because it was so silly. Yeah. Like it's like okay, we're going to go from that and then like pretty quickly transition into this like 15 minute suicide scene Yeah, where it's like this, this, these things are too far apart for me. Um, and, and so I would take that scene out. And, uh, I think, I think if you clean that up just a little bit and maybe the drug dealer stuff a little bit and less slapsticky and more gritty or like real ish, then a lot of the other stuff fits, fits really good. And I think that makes the movie tighter, but that's just me. All right. Well, we got through this. <laughs> Barely. No. no, we're doing great. I'm no. so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say I'm glad I watched it again. Not because I would say I probably will never watch it again. But I do think I appreciated the things about it that you like. And I just can't handle the emotional trauma of watching it anymore. This is one I had that I needed to. I wanted to put the check mark next to that I've seen it. And I never did. And so I'm glad I got to check it out. And, and uh and like I said, I enjoyed it in 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 a sense, although just the like I said, it's a, it's a bunch of just unredeemable people. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you weren't like, uh, you know, son, come in and watch this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I knew I knew this one was not gonna this was not invite the kids in to watch yeah. this one. I, I knew this one was gonna have to be a a separate watch. So, all right, all right. Well, hey, uh, what are we drafting next week? Do we remember? Oh, yeah, we've got some. We're, we're looking at uh, uh, the Camden is the college in this movie oh, yeah. yes. filmed at the university of redlands university of redlands where uh, a close friend of ours went to uh, uh went to that university college several yeah several, yeah, actually, yeah quite several a few. from our town that's true so um 
so we're doing most memorable colleges and universities. In most film. memorable film. fictional. Fictional. Fun, fictional yeah. colleges. It has to be a fictional. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I've, I got some good ones. I'm fired up about this. That. Is a, this is a great, this is definitely a great category, and I'm, I'm excited about this draft. Because despite me not being, a, you know, this movie not being perfect for the genre for me, I love college movies. Yes. We didn't. Even, we went through this whole pod without even mentioning that, that Nate did not drink in college whatsoever. That's true. I mean, he just did heroin, but that's it. A lot of heroin. Just his toes were just like, look like a, <laughs> yeah. look like a three-hole punch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Start